Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. William Carey is known as the father of modern missions. He had an incredible perseverance in spite of facing many personal challenges. You know, he faced several hardships in his life in his missionary work. Several of his children died in a very young age and his wife became mentally unstable until her death in 1807. In spite of facing many hardships hardships in our in his personal life and his ministry he made the very popular statement attempt great things for god expect great things from god this is what he said i am not afraid of failure i am afraid of succeeding at things that don't ma- don't matter he said i'm not afraid to fail but i'm afraid to succeed in things that really don't matter how do you say make such a statement in spite of going through those kind of suffering and hardships in your life in spite of seeing your children dying at a very young age and see your wife going mentally unsound and still you persevere in the work of lord and at the end of it you are able to say attempt great things for god and expect great things from god merrily pierce dunker is a is an is an ambassador for a christian organization called world vision she is the author of many books including the one called woman of prayer there is this is what she says there is nothing like physical pain to drive you to your knees in prayer for 20 years for 20 years she was plagued by a crippling back pain and a and a uh, and a syndrome called sciatica time after time she cried out to god for his healing power on her body but nothing improved even as a prayer warrior she grew weary in going to god about the same thing day in and day out and 20 years later she underwent a surgery and she says now my condition is improved a little bit i'm much better and i thank god for that for i'm able to stand up and i'm able to walk and i'm able to do gardening and enjoy life how do you make those statements in spite of being a prayer warrior praying to god and seeing many of your prayers been answered and people around you receiving those answers and yet god doesn't heal you for 20 years she carried that crippling back pain and she served god and she was glad that god was using her these are difficult times that we are passing by these are challenging situations around us how do we tide over crisis in our life or how do we prepare to face crisis maybe sometimes crisis after crisis the economic situation in our country is going from bad to worse there is joblessness and fear all around us the medical experts are saying there's a fourth wave that is coming in in fact in many countries there is a fourth and a fifth wave that people are experiencing in spite of all these uncertainties how do we go forward maybe in your personal life you're facing crisis maybe crisis after crisis how do we prepare ourselves for a season of crisis or how do we hold on to the challenges that we face in our life 
This morning I want to share to you from a man in the Old Testament who held on to a promise that God gave him. He held on to a dream that God gave him at a tender age of 16 or 17 years. I'm going to speak from the life of Joseph. The Bible says that Joseph was taken away from his father's house and sold as a slave to Egypt where he faced the harsh realities of life. His brothers tried to murder him. They treated him so badly because they were jealous of him. But he was his father's favored child. The Bible says that his father uh, Joseph was his father's father's favorite. He was only a teenager when he was taken away from his house or from his home. far away from the comforts of his home and a slave in a foreign country with no one to lean upon or comfort joseph might have experienced some of the loneliest moments anybody can go through in this world we might wonder how did god allow joseph to pass through such harsh realities of life especially at such young age more importantly the question we need to ask is how could he so successfully tied over crisis after crisis that came into his life he never allowed the situation to be an excuse not to believe in god he never allowed the circumstances around him to stop dreaming he never allowed that dream that god gave in his heart to never die down more importantly in spite of facing the harsh realities the tough challenges of egypt he never allowed the promises of god to fade away from his life Joseph was put in a pit left to die his crime he spoke about his dream to his brothers he was put in a prison his crime he refused to sleep with another man's wife he was completely forgotten for two full years by a man whom he helped to come out of prison think of this the chief butler is put in the prison he is facing one of the darkest moments of his life and joseph gives him hope and helps him by helps by, by helping him to interpret his dream and come out of the prison the bible the bible says the chief butler completely forgot him for two full years the chief butler might have been an absolute hard man to do that think of this somebody is helping you in the darkest moment of your life and the next moment when you walk out of the prison next moment you completely forgot about what happened in the prison it is not that this butler had amnesia that moment he walked out but he deliberately chose not to acknowledge the help that he received from joseph genesis chapter 41 verse 9 says then the chief butler spoke to pharaoh saying i remember my faults this day listen to what he's telling He says I remember my faults this day. For 2 years he was living in that guilt of not acknowledging Joseph who had helped him in the in the in the prison. And now the word of God says he remembers it 2 years later. Why does he remember it? Because there is another crisis in the palace. The Bible says that Pharaoh is having a dream and and everybody around him is are they're restless the magicians cannot help him to interpret the dreams the wise men the astrologers they're not able to help him in the help him to solve the dream the pharaoh is going through and there is a crisis in the in the palace suddenly a man the chief butler remembers of the crisis that he went through 2 years back because he was put to the put in the prison because of the displeasure of the of the pharaoh and suddenly there is a crisis suddenly you know the 
butler is scared he doesn't want to be put back into the prison because of the displeasure of the pharaoh probably he could have lost his head and suddenly he says today i remember my faults there is a man who has helped me 2 years back who helped me when i was going through the darkest moment of my life we can look at joseph's life and say that life has not been fair to joseph he was treated badly by the people in his own family he was treated badly by the people outside but the truth of the matter is that god never promised us to give a fair life life is never going to treat you fairly as we go along this life don't expect life to treat you fairly you know jesus said in this world you will have trouble he also said if they did not accept me they will not accept you also but we see that joseph never allowed a situation to be an excuse not to continue believing in god or not to continue to hold on to the promises of god he stood above his situation and continued to believe in the dream that god had put in his heart why joseph could tide over his crisis how could joseph face crisis after crisis yet stand up victorious through every situation that he went through and we see that he was a young man he was a teenager he was not an experienced person who saw life you know joseph's life if you go back into joseph's life joseph's story begins uh from uh exodus uh, sorry genesis chapter 37 and we read there that it begins uh by when jacob his father gave him a coat of multi colors the bible says that genesis chapter 37 verse 2 to 4 this is what the word of god says This is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with his sons with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpha his father's wives and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colors but when his father brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him the bible says that he brings a bad report about his brothers you know we also read that Jacob, joseph was jacob's favorite son and and jacob his father gave him a tunic of many colors you know the one of the things that we notice about joseph is that even in his early age even when he was a teenager he had a sense of godly fear in his life he had a sense of godly fear in his life you know you can look at uh, joseph's life and say probably his father favored him over his other children the bible says that joseph was born to his born to jacob in his old age but there is also something else jacob might have noticed about joseph there is something different about joseph You know he is not like his other brothers he is not like the other siblings the bible says that here in the, in the starting of the second verse it says he brings a bad report about his brothers they're all together and he sees and joseph sees his brothers involving in all the wrong things that they can involve in and the bible says that joseph never identified with his brother he wanted to stay separate he did not want to walk in the identity that his brothers were living in Joseph did that his brothers were involved were uh, doing his brothers would have tried to include Joseph in their gang but Joseph refused to accept their identity 
talk of peer pressure i'm sure that joseph would have faced a lot of isolation from his brothers he would have faced lot of insults from his brothers but yet we read joseph was willing to he and he was happy to walk in the identity that his father jacob gave him you know he did not want to be probably if he had joined his brothers he would have been one among uh, his brothers and got the favor of his brothers but he refused to have that identity and we read that joseph would have probably noticed it now we might wonder what does this have Uh, in uh, uh, you know in Joseph facing all the harsh situations of his life or how does walking in the fear of lord help us help us to tide over the crisis of our life you know the bible says of wisdom the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom 20 years back when i was relatively a new believer i was very enthusiastic about my faith i had a lot of zeal and energy i was active in the church and i used to involve in all the christian activities in my church back in belgaum one day i was in a cell group attending a prayer meeting and my pastor there was uh, was teaching us the word of god and uh, in the process of teaching he looked at me and he addressed me and he said he told me the fear of the lord is to hate evil he said the fear of the lord is to hate evil I do not know many messages of my pastor what he spoke but that one statement hit me like a thunderbolt it hit me like a bullet and it's engraved in my mind and my memory forever i did not understand the depth of that statement but today when i look back into my life and i if i had to change one thing in my life and that would be i would choose to establish my life in the fear of the lord establish my life in the fear of the lord in the fear of the lord because looking back i realized that i could have saved myself from a lot of needless pain and suffering that i went through in my life the bible says in proverbs 9 and verse 10 the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the lord of the holy one is understanding psalms 111 and verse 10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom a good understanding have all those who do his commandments his praise endures forever today looking back at my life i see that god dealt in many areas of my life but i, I but there were many areas of compromise in my life there were many areas where areas of rebellion in my life and today when i look back i'm glad god allowed me to go through the situations because today i can say that much more of my areas of my life is committed to walk in the fear of the lord the bible says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the knowledge of the holy one is understanding we are living in a time where there is no lack of information at the click of a button you will get all the information that you need about any subject you will get all the knowledge that you need in this world but we also see that more and more people are walking in confusion more and more people are walking in fear they are experimenting with so many things because they are not sure what is right and what is wrong they're not able to decide what is right and what is wrong they're so confused they're not able to decide whether to marry or whether not to marry they're not able to decide whether what gender they are they're not able to decide whether to get into a relationship or whether to get out of a relationship even though they are materially rich and there is a lot of finances they're having in their hands but yet they're not happy 
We see that suicide and depression is on that rise. Marriages are breaking down. Divorces are divorces are rampant. In spite of an overload of information, there is fear and chaos all around us. The question we need to ask ourselves is this: Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And the reason is that people do not have an understanding or wisdom to face the crisis of life. They do not have an understanding or wisdom to face the crisis of life. What should our response be as believers, as Christians? We need to choose to walk in the wisdom of God and the understanding that God gives over the wisdom of the world. You know, true wisdom comes when we hate sin. Now, hating sin or hating evil is not about what you do right and what you do wrong. It is more deeper than that. It is coming to a place where we understand that the things that grieves the heart of God grieves me. The things that God does not agree with, I do not agree in my life. You know, you need to come to the place where you know if you think that it is okay to go along with the thinking that the world thinks, then you are on shaky grounds. You are on unstable foundation. Today, you hear statements like "Follow your heart, and you will walk in freedom." Follow the passion of your heart to walk in freedom. It is okay to do it. Nobody will question you. Everybody else is doing, so you can also do it. It's my life. I can choose to do whatever I want to do. The Bible tells us that our hearts are deceptive. We are not called to choose what our heart is telling us, but we are called to make our heart obey the word of God. We are called to make our heart obey the word word of God. Many times, you know, sadly, the moral compasses of our lives are in a broken down state. That is why we suffer with we go through depression, we go through confusion, we do not know to choose between what is right and what is wrong this morning the lord is calling us to reset our moral compasses he's calling us to choose to walk in the fear of god he's calling us to choose to walk in the wisdom that god is giving us look at joseph's life he established his life to walk in the fear of god right throughout his life from a young age he knew to differentiate between what is right and what is wrong he knew that his brothers were wrong and look at his life throughout he guarded to walk and he chose to walk in the fear of the lord and as a result of this the bible says that he was a man of supernatural wisdom he had the wisdom far above the wisdom that this world had situation you put joseph into he had an answer for it even his brothers tried to put him but they could not succeed the world tried to put him down but he always rose up and he rose up in supernatural promotion and he walked in supernatural wisdom and we read that in every situation joseph that joseph was put in he had a solution because he had a wisdom from above the wisdom that god gives us helps us to face the crisis in our life the wisdom and the understanding that god gives us helps us to tide over every situation and circumstances that we face in our life joseph was put into potiphar's house and the bible says potiphar's household prospered this is what the word of god says genesis chapter 39 verse 5 So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was all that he had in the house and in the in the field the bible says that God blessed Joseph's 
uh, Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. And he says that everything Potiphar had in the house and in the field was blessed. Think of this. Joseph as a slave is put in the hot seat. Wherever Joseph went, he's always put in the hot seat. Now, why would anyone want to put a slave in the position of authority? Potiphar was a man of influence. He was a businessman. He was a wealthy man. And the Bible says that he prospered in the field. Maybe, you know, he had businesses. He had agriculture. He had, you know, he was a millionaire. And Joseph was in charge. Joseph gave him solutions. Joseph gave him ideas and strategies that came from above. And the Bible says that Potiphar prospered. Bible says that Potiphar prospered in the house. He was a millionaire. And the Bible says that Potiphar didn't have to bother about anything except for the food he ate. Think about it. A man who is going through so many difficulties is able to give a solution to a person in the world because he walked in the fear of God. He was put in the prison. When he was put in the prison, the Bible says that he is made in charge of the prison. Genesis chapter 39 verse 21 to 23. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did, it was his doing. The keeper of the prisons did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. He was put in the prison and in the prison, the warden of the prison puts him in the hot seat. And the Bible says that he is made in charge of all the other prisoners. Think about this. How many years of experience does it to become, the, to become a jail superintendent? How many years of experience that those people have to go through? Because that is a position of authority. That is a position of responsibility. Think of the criminals who are there in that prison. You need wisdom of God to handle it. And Joseph is a young man. He's a young man. In every situation, he's able to find a solution. He's able to find an answer. And he's able to handle the situation because the wisdom of God was upon him. Joseph gave solutions wherever he was put in. He was always promoted supernaturally. This is not a regular promotion that Joseph experienced. We read that he was taken from the prison to the palace. He was taken from the prison to the palace. Genesis chapter 41 verse 37 to 41. This is what Pharaoh said. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man whom, in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in, much, in as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. He is taken from the pit and is taken and put in the prison. Right there in the prison, he is put in the hot seat. Think about this. Egypt as a nation is about to enter into a phase of worst, one of its worst economic crises. There is going to come a time of a famine where there is no food. Where there is no food. Think about our own nation, the financial crisis and the situation that we are going through. And the people in the authority have no answer. They have no clue. But we read the king testifying about Joseph in whom is the spirit of God. Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the spirit of God. 
In as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. Joseph had the ability to see what others could not see. He could look into the future. He could see into the future and give a solution to the king, to the pharaoh. And he, and he saved, the Bible says that he saved Egypt from the economic crisis that was going to hit them. Because he walked in the supernatural wisdom that God gave him. He walked in the fear of God. You know, the wisdom of God does not come by reading books or reading or studying your textbooks. It does not come by burning your midnight oil. It does not come by taking extra tuition classes. It does not come just by studying and understanding the knowledge of this world. I'm not saying you should neglect your studies. I'm saying that you should give equal importance to studying the word of God. I'm saying this, I'm encouraging you, you need to choose to walk in the fear of God. This morning I'm encouraging you to to learn to say no to the things of this world, to the temptations of this world and to think like the way the world is thinking. Because there is a wisdom that God is willing to give us to anyone who is choosing to walk in the fear of God. Daniel was taken to the land of Babylon as a slave. He would have lived and died as a slave. But in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8, this is what we read. He says, uh, he says the word of God says, He purposed and decided in his heart that he will not defile himself with the delicacies of the king. He purposed in his heart. There were so many other people who were taken to the land of Babylon as slaves. But there is one man who decides, I will not compromise in my walk with the Lord. I will not think like the others are thinking. And, and the Bible says that he purposed in his heart, he will not defile himself. And we read, God lifted him up to the highest position in the land of his captivity. God gave him supernatural wisdom where he could understand the where people did not have an answer to the problems that we faced. Joseph walked in the fear of God. He walked in the wisdom, supernatural wisdom that came from above. He walked in the understanding that God gave him. And the second thing that we see about Joseph is this. He walked in his true identity. He walked in his true identity. Bible says that Jacob gave his son Joseph that special coat. And Joseph flaunted this coat. He loved the, this coat. And we read that throughout his life, we read that he walked in the identity that his father gave him. You know, it is very important that we know who we are. Today, the world is facing an identity crisis. You know, you need to, we need to ask ourselves this question. Who are you? Who are you on the inside? You know, who are you on the inside? It has nothing to do with your name. It has nothing to do with your profession. It has nothing to do with your money or your achievements or what you have accomplished in this world. But if you can quietly sit back and ask yourself this question, who are you? Do you know who you are? Miles Munro, the man of God, is, he, uh, he, uh, he gives a list of five questions. He says that if you answer these five questions, you will reach your destiny that God has for you. And one of the questions is this, that he puts across is this. If you're able to answer who you are, who you really are on the inside, not the, not the person who you think you are, not the person who you project outside to be, not the person or the smile that you put on, but if you can go back and go back and ask yourself, who are you really on the inside? Then I will tell you something. Many of the crises in your life will be solved. And I will tell you something. You will be able to tide over the crises that come across your life. 
if you because this question is related to your identity and we read that joseph loved to walk in the identity that his father gave he refused the identity that his brothers wanted to give him but he loved the identity that his father gave him and he flaunted his coat he was happy to wear it wherever he went people look that's why the bible says that you know uh, jacob's brothers are seeing him coming from the from a distance and he's and they say they identify him because he's wearing the coat that special coat he loved that coat that his father jacob gave now you might wonder you might ask what is this what is the connection how does it uh, what does it have to help him help how does it help him to face over the crisis think about this joseph is taken away from his father's house at the young age of 17 years old and he went over every crisis Uh, that he faced in Egypt and the bible says that in every verse that we read the bible says that god was with joseph god was with joseph you know the identity that his father gave him helped him connect with god's heavenly father when his earthly father was not around the identity that his father gave him helped him to tide over the crisis of his life the identity his father gave him helped him stand in front of the t- temptation and to say no and to run away in spite of nobody questioning him in spite of nobody being there to ask him what are you doing in spite of nobody to question and ask him for an account of his life because he was happy to walk in the identity of his heavenly father you know you know the identity issue the identity crisis many times we go through in our life is a very very deep issue if you can come to the place to understand it and you can walk in the real identity that god wants you to walk in then many of the issues in our life will be sorted out you know many times as believers we know that we are a child of god but the real question is how do we respond when you go through a situation think about this if my children were to come to me and uh, frantically they are to cry out dada dada there is no food for the afternoon i will say it's okay i will take care of it but if they have to go crazy da 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 there is no food do something about it i will start thinking there is something wrong you know something's really bothering them you know my children will not think whether i will serve them lunch or dinner tonight because they know that it is going to come now that is how secure we need to be when we go through a crisis moment when we know that we are a child of the living god when we know that we are the child of the almighty god when we need to come to the place of security of trust knowing that he is there for us to take us through the, those crisis moments in our lives those crisis situations in our life now if we can come to that place then we will walk in security you know in in comfort knowing that our daddy god cares for us today many times the world is trying to fit us into the mold and the identity that the world has created for us and sadly we want to fit ourselves into that mold we want to fit ourselves into that identity the world is trying to give us we want to think like them we want to dress up like them we want to live like them we compare ourselves to the standards that they have set that is a sad reality But the question that we need to ask ourselves is are we happy in the place where we are are we happy the way that we are created are we happy to know that god is there for us he is our daddy god who cares for us you know are we happy to know that his embrace is there for us he will carry us through through every situation that comes across our lives you know uh, i've shared this personal testimony of mine but i faced this issue in my life for me living or walking with god 
was walking, uh, was a slave to master relationship. I strive in my walk with God. I strive in my, uh, in my Christian life. I never could walk in my true identity. For me, it was a life of striving and a life of competition. I compared myself with others. There was always a standard that I tried to reach out to. And every time there was a crisis, I panicked. Because in my mind, I believed, I knew that I am a child of God. But I had not experienced it, what it is to experience the comfort and the security of my Heavenly Father. You know, in my life, I never could address God as Abba Father. I could never say or I could never, never say the word Daddy God. You know, because of my own experience with my earthly father, I could never, the word Daddy, the closest word that we can use to call our father, I could never, this word would never come out of my mouth because I had not experienced what it is to experience the love of the Abba Father, the love of the Daddy God. You know, one day I was in my clinic spending time in prayer and God powerfully encountered me. He poured into my life His love and I, I, can, I, could, I, wept, I, I cried and cried for a long time. And I, I started realizing that many of the scales, many of the walls that I'd built around him, around me, was falling apart. And for the first time in my life, I cried out, Abba Father. I cried out, Daddy God. I knew there was something deep that had happened in, on the inside of me. I knew I'd come to the place of security. I knew that I had come to the place of rest in the arms of my heavenly father. Life was different for me. I never looked at challenges and crises the same that I had looked earlier. I never had to strive. I never had to compete with our set standards with others. I knew I'd come to the place of security. I knew that I'd come to the place of rest in my life. God is calling us to walk in our true identity. Joseph walked in the identity that his father gave him. When his earthly father was not around him, he could connect with his heavenly father. And that identity that he carried helped him to go through the most challenging situations in his life. There was nobody around Joseph. Nobody to encourage him. He did not have a church. As a 17-year-old teenager, think about this. No church around you. When you are going through those difficult moments, there are no people around you to give you even a word of comfort. But the Bible Bible says that in every verse we read that we read that God was with Joseph. We read that God was with Joseph. He connected to the identity that his earthly father gave him. The true identity of the heavenly father. He could look up to the face of temptation and say no this is not what God wants for me. This is not right in the sight of God. He could look over crisis after crisis and come to that place of security to know God is with me. God is with me. You know, and that is why he tried it over, tried it over every crisis in his life. Every situation, he walked over victorious. He was giving solutions to the others. This morning, that is what God is calling us to. He is calling us to rise up above our situation. We cannot do it unless we know who we are on the inside. Many times we put up a friend before people, but we really know who we are on the inside. We know we are weak. We cannot face it. But if you can come to the place of rest in the arms of the Heavenly Father, you will walk victorious through every situation. Shall we just bow our heads and look to the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is raising up a generation of Josephs. He's calling us to walk in divine wisdom and in divine understanding. 
we cannot face the crisis that comes across our life with the knowledge of this world and the understanding of this world we need to choose to walk in the wisdom of god i do not know what you are going through in this life i do not know what you are going through in your situation in your life but i want to tell you this morning if you can come to that place of rest if you can know deep down on the inside that there is a god who cares for you there is a god who is able to turn around your situation there is a god who is able to keep the dreams your dreams alive there is a god who is able to fulfill every promise that he has given you in spite of the difficulties that you are going through in your life if you can come to the place where you will experience the arms of the abba father then you will walk securely you will walk victoriously father this morning i pray oh god lord we pray that you will touch your children this morning oh god lord you will put your embrace around them oh god no matter what they are going through in their lives oh father they will know that their daddy god is there for them he is fighting lord your their battles of oh father you are fighting their battles of oh god and you will go before them and you will give them rest you will give them comfort of oh father that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week